All right, three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Keeping It 99. This is episode eight. Uh, me and one officer are the host, and we have a special guest today, Brian, who is a D1 commit for football to Air, to the Air Force Academy. So hey, Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about y'all? We're doing great. Thank you for coming to, on the podcast today. No, I really appreciate y'all having me on. This is really cool. Yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll get yeah we'll get right into it. Uh, so you play football. Uh-huh. Uh, you're going to Air Force yeah, next yeah. year. Um, was football like always like your biggest like passion? Did you ever like 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 did you play any other sports as a kid or is it just football? Um, so I've been playing uh, since first grade uh, is when I started, but I was mixed in. I played baseball, soccer, um, basketball too. But uh, pretty much when uh, I got into high school, that's when I kind of focused on football. I uh, ran track too. But um, once I uh, kind of figured out this recruitment started, I kind of dropped everything and just decided to focus on football from there. So, How does the recruitment process work exactly? I will say it is very stressful. It's a very stressful process, and it starts early. A lot of people don't realize that it started for me uh, my sophomore year, and mine was a little bit different because my recruitment process happened during COVID, so it was a little bit of – or it was a lot more Zooms and uh, FaceTimes and everything with coaches. But I got my first official offer um, my junior year, um, that December of my junior year, to uh, Presbyterian College. And from there, it kind of just sparked up in multiple colleges. And with the recruitment process, it's, it's difficult because once one school offers you or starts contacting you or shows interest, a lot of the other schools, yeah. the competitions, mm-hmm. the rivals, they'll start going after you too. And I especially experienced that with all the military schools. Yeah. Uh, do you have any like, any like tips for you know younger athletes <coughs> that are maybe freshmen, sophomores, even juniors that are thinking about uh, – like, like, how do you really get yourself out there so that you can, you know, be seen by colleges? The best way that I got myself out with colleges were uh, these camps that are uh, put on mega camps, uh, just college camps, any recruitment between um, any of the rivals, 247s, on threes, any one of them, they really help and get your recruitment. That's what personally helped me the best, uh, along with my coaching staff. They kind of reached out to coaches for me, but... Once I kind of got into camps and uh, they started having them again after the COVID season, that's when my recruitment really started taking off. You meet so many coaches and your name gets passed along to so many people and you never know who knows who exactly and how long your name does get passed along. And But those, I definitely say get into camps early because um, I started my camping season freshman year and it kind of picked up uh, my sophomore year and went on from there. So. I would definitely say that and um, make sure your high school coaches, you have a good relationship with them and because uh, they have a lot of pull too and you never know who they've come into contact with either. Mm. You're a very successful football player and you have many offers. What made you choose Air Force Academy? So um, before all the uh, football stuff, I've always wanted to be a pilot. So oh, that okay. was one thing that led me there. But another thing was um, pretty much the Jarrett, if not an NFL career after, there is a guaranteed job, a guaranteed six-figure job as a pilot. That along with, it's it was one of the most beautiful schools I had ever seen. Um, that, and uh, I definitely say coaching staff too. I mean, it was really nice to see that all of these coaches that are coming back, either one went and played at the academy Two were NFL defensive coordinators and came down now. So 
the experience with the coaching staff, it led me there too. But, mm-hmm. I mean, just great school all around. And with the military academies, those are my top three. And uh, narrowing those down, they, they all fought really hard. But um, I think – Air Force just showed that they were they showed a little superiority between yeah. them. So uh, and the I, uniforms I, yeah. are kind of nice. <laughs> the uniforms yeah. are nice too. Uh, I will say that. But yeah, I'll say also let me out there. So obviously, you know, like the military academy uh, lifestyle is like college lifestyle is completely different than like other colleges. So like, how did you? Because um, obviously, for a lot of parents, it's really hard knowing that after you know your four years, you know, at the academy, if you don't choose to go uh, pro, you, you know, you have to go serve. Right. So obviously that conversation is kind of hard to have with, you know, your parents, but like, how do you, how did that really go? Like between like your parents, like how did you really convince them to, or was it easy? Um, I would say I really didn't do a lot of that. It was uh, a lot of the coaching staff, they kind of showed and it was easier for my parents to accept it since they were graduates themselves and they kind of showed, but with Air Force specifically, not all military academy schools, but uh, with Air Force specifically, a lot of the graduates aren't on the battlefield serving. Yeah. It's a lot more of the technical side, the pilot side, um, and not everybody has to be fighter, fighter pilots. If that's the route you want to take, you can take it, but they were very clear that you determine the, which route you want to go. If you want to be in the field, you can be in the field. If you want to be behind a desk, you can be in a desk. And so I think that's what kind of wooed my parents over. They were just like, okay, he's not going to be forced to go into somewhere he doesn't yeah. want to. He has the options to go here, go here. So I think that's what kind of eased my parents' mind. But, I mean, definitely uh, my head coach, Coach Calhoun, he, he talked to them a lot because he's a graduate himself, or himself. And he served a little bit, um, not in the field, but um, – he decided to come back, and it was just like it's honestly one of the greatest accomplishments. And uh, on top of that, he started showing some of my parents the graduates of the Air Force Academy. And uh, from there, he, I even got to talk with a couple of them, and they were just like it's one of the best decisions they could have made, and they're so happy they did do it. So that's what kind of brought them over. During your path of, like, f- being D1 or, like, finding offers, were there any, like, distractions that you had that you had to get rid of, like, immediately? All the time. I mean – I will say this, or definitely some uh, people that came into my life, some people that were in my life that um, uh, weren't exactly the best for me. And uh, especially when you start getting offers, you might find that there's a new circle attracted to you. But I mean, you got to stay focused and make sure that uh, keep the distractions away because they will show really quickly that they are distractions and they're not good for you. So um, that's one thing I had to do, uh, just make sure I knew who was in my corner and who really wasn't. And um, the ones who weren't had to go. Yeah, one more thing to add on. Did you have any, like, did people treat you different or did you have any, like, people that leached on you after you got your offers or was it um, more of, like, uh, no one really cared that much? Or It was it was definitely, I, I met more people. Um, the leeching, I would say some people tried, mm-hmm. but... Um, I pretty much was I pretty much tried to focus on my main friend group before I had offers because yeah. they were in my corner. So I, I I I did meet a lot of new people, met a lot of new friends, but I, I made sure to keep my main friends in my corner yeah. uh, first, and uh, they never really switched up on me. So, but I mean, the, definitely I I would say there were a lot of new people, and if you aren't careful, that can lead you down to a dark path. But just remember who was in your corner first before all of it. Mm. 
No, I like that answer. Uh, yeah. I feel like um, friendship is one of the one of the hardest things to like navigate throughout high school and um, into college. Obviously, we've never been to college, but yeah. I can assume that. So um, it's it's a good thing to know that you know you're you stayed focused with your friend group and you've really you know kept it tight and kept it close. That, that's a really good thing. But uh, just moving on, um, what would you define football is to you? I mean, truthfully, it's been one of the biggest blessings of my life. I mean, it's given me a type of structure that I have been able to take, just not into football, but, I mean, things like personal skills, manners, stuff like that, and just communication skills. It's given me things I can just take into the world. And, I mean, for any young, for any young guy growing up, I definitely suggest it. I mean, it's taught me so much. It's given me such a good friend group, such good teammates, and most of my teammates from uh, River Ridge, we've grown up since I started playing in first grade together, and we've been playing ever since. And so they've become some of my best friends. And um, I would definitely say that they've – football to me, it's it's kept me grounded because, I mean, it, it's kept me out of trouble. It's kept me focused. And, I mean, now it's a whole new world it's about to give to me that I don't even know about. So, I mean, I've – I definitely say it's one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. I I will love it, and I don't think I'll ever stop loving it. Yeah, did you ever, like, throughout playing football, like, throughout your whole career, did you ever, like, doubt yourself or, like, feel like quitting ever? Or I did. Um, I mean, pretty much until the recruitment actually started happening, I never saw myself in this position. But, I mean, especially um, – my freshman year, I uh, had some interesting times uh, with football, and it almost led me to quitting and uh, transferring, but uh, transferring schools. But um, I kind of got grounded from there and um, pushed forward. And once I pushed forward, it is definitely things aren't always going to be flowers and rainbows. It's going to get mm -hmm. hard sometimes. But um, it, when I finally pushed forward out of that kind of area, that kind of slump, it kind of took off from there and it showed me like I truly do have a love for this game I truly do have a passion for it so I, I can't stop now and obviously that motivation is like very hard to find not just like on the field but off the field like when it comes to school when it comes to you know your personal life and stuff so how would you you know how would you say that you like overcame that lack of motivation or really put yourself in a place where you could always become motivated I would have to say um, one, going back to my friend group, but uh, two, most definitely just the school in general. I mean, it's kind of, it's a lot easier to go through classes, go through all the AP tests, having to study for homework, having to go through practice, but then you're hearing your classmates next to you, they're talking about the game, they're talking about something that you've done, they're talking about how good you're doing, and uh, they're talking about how they're excited to see you succeed. It makes it a lot easier, especially um, uh, last year when uh, we got pretty far in the playoffs. I mean, it seemed like everybody was just more tight-knit as a class because of our uh, success in football, and everybody was just happy for us. And, you know, seeing that, seeing that you're inspiring other people. I've had a lot of uh, middle schoolers and elementary schoolers come up to me and tell me they're looking up to me. It makes it a lot easier to know that you have people that – are looking at you to succeed they want you to succeed and it kind of gives me that motivation like okay I can do this people believe in me people have the heart to tell me you know like 
I am a role model. So, I mean, that makes it a lot easier, and it kind of gives me the motivation to, you know, keep going when it gets tough. Yeah, um, when you hit the field or whenever you, like, get on the field for practice or game or something, like, really important, what what does your mindset look like? Well, like, how do you feel? Um, I would say, especially for game days, it's lock in. I yeah. mean, you have to lock in to know that you can – or everything you've done in practice, everything, all the film you've watched, it's time to show it now. It's time to show – everybody that you are the player you meant to be you are the player you say you are so I mean it's definitely a time to prove myself and during practice that's especially a lock-in period because I'm trying to learn everything to make sure that I can go and prove myself so it's definitely a mindset and um, it, it becomes a lot easier the more you do it um, but to lock in and know that okay I have 60 minutes to go against this person and I have 60 minutes to prove what I'm gonna do he, I'm gonna go my hardest and I know he's gonna go his hardest yeah. so if I want to be successful I know I gotta beat him and it, it's, it's a mentality that sets in definitely mm -hmm. so throughout your um, high school career of football what would you say is the most memorable moment that you've had so that you've had um I would say uh my junior year, we uh, played Rome High School, and uh, we were projected to lose. It was in the playoffs, and we were projected to get blown out. And uh, we had a, a really good game. I don't know what happened, but we actually wound up turning it around and beating them 42 to 10. And uh, it was one of my best games played. Uh, I would have to say another memory uh, would be the game before that, we uh, played Kennesaw Mountain and a really tight game, um, wound down to two-point conversion to end the game that they uh, didn't convert. But uh, that game, I think I had 20-plus tackles, uh, five sacks, and um, I can't I think it was eight tackles for loss. And after that first game, I got my first offer from that. And uh, kind of memorable to me, uh, memorable to me, it's a funny story. I think the reason why that game was so good is because the game or minutes before um, we were warming up because the uh, school had shut down that week for COVID, but we still got to play. So we had to come to the school early and uh, we were lifting weights and uh, a weight dropped and cracked my phone. Oh. And it made me so <laughs> mad <laughs> that I think I just took that anger into the game and wound up getting my yeah. first offer from it. So. Did you get the phone repaired after? <laughs> I did get the phone repaired after. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, yeah, it all worked out in the end. So, yeah. yeah. Who do you think your uh, biggest supporters are other than your parents? Because obviously they're number one. But who do you think are, like, number two supporters? <laughs> I would have to say uh, <laughs> um, my girlfriend and my friends. Um, they've always just – they've been my number one supporter because they know when to tell me when I'm right, when I'm wrong, when – I need some extra help when I need some guidance. They've been there to show me that, you know, when, no matter what happens, we're going to be in your corner, but we're also going to help you along the way, guide you along the way, and not just let you stray. So I, I would say they have been my biggest supporters, um, especially my friends since freshman year. They've always, they've always said that I was going to be a D1 football player, and they've always – been in my corner, so I, I would say they were my number one supporter yeah. or my number two supporters. Yeah. So uh, here's just a little question for you. 
Who's your favorite NFL player currently, and who's your favorite NFL player of all time? Uh, all right, let's see here. Currently, I would have to say Deshaun Watson. Um, I know he's about to go to the Browns, but uh, <laughs> I, um, I'm excited. I, I'm a Texans fan, so um, okay. he, he – <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's rough year. That's it. Was, it was rough, <laughs> rough next year, probably too. But um, he he's he was awesome to watch in college. I mean, just of all time. And then of all time, let's see here. I would probably have to say Michael Vick um, for all time. He's just because I, I used to be a Falcons fan before, and yeah. I just but he was insane. And getting to watch him in college too, just insane. I. Hey, today he went down the path he did, but I mean, he was definitely one of my favorites. Interesting choices. <laughs> yeah. Um. What we didn't ask this, but what position do you play? Uh, I'm a defensive end. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Defensive end. I kind of transitioned to a linebacker too, but uh, defensive end mainly. Do you know anybody also on the team that has uh, offers or like are going to the same school as you or anything or? Um. Not on our team, but um, at Creekview High School, uh, I know two people that uh, just signed with the team. So uh, I'm excited that I, at least I know a couple people out there. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just completely random. Yeah. But uh, two dudes from Creekview. Um, as far as River Ridge, I know we have three D1 athletes that signed, including me. We have three D1 athletes, and then uh, we had another – Two or three. I think we had another three sign uh, D2 scholarships. So oh, that's nice, yeah. Pretty good year. I mean, that's great for you guys and for your team. Uh, that's honestly, that's, that's great. You know, to, to, to like, share success with people that you've, like, grown up with for a very long time is, uh, I can imagine, is probably, like, one of the best feelings. Um, so we'll, we'll do a little shift of gears here um, from the football stuff. We'll talk more about, um, you know, your life in general and just, like, and, you know, school and stuff like that. So <clears throat> what would you say was your biggest challenge, um, like, throughout COVID? Throughout COVID, it was definitely a motivation thing. Um, motivation and time management, because I, I found myself really lacking. And uh, I knew I had to pick myself up, because uh, that's another thing where recruitment grades are most important. That's one of the first things that a uh, coach will ask. So I... Keeping myself in check, knowing that, you know, I got to just get over this hump, just turn in this assignment, just do this test, get a good grade to study for this assignment. I mean, that was one of the biggest humps for me that I had to get over because, I mean, I, there were points where I'd just be like, you know what, I'm not feeling it today. Yeah. You know, I'm not feeling it this week, and uh, I get behind. So um, I think that was one of my biggest challenges I had to face during COVID and, you know, especially the time uh, when I wasn't able to see my friends a lot. Um, that was rough. We found ways uh, trying to communicate over like Zoom or FaceTime or Skype or whatever. But I mean, just not being in person with everybody, that was another yeah. challenging thing. And I like, even to have those personal interactions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but how do you think like the, the transition from, you know, being online school and COVID, all that, to uh, senioritis. How, how has that been? <laughs> senioritis has been rough. It is very real. But um, it, was, it wasn't as bad for us because um, with uh, us, we kind of went into our COVID year, but uh, we started back our normal junior year on time, so I kind of got to have a little summer break in between. But definitely coming back in person, 
it was weird because one, I was getting to see people again. I was getting to interact with people. And I felt like I kind of let that take a little bit of a priority than my grades when I came back to school. So uh, that's one thing I had to fix. But um, I think just the biggest transition would be having to interact with teachers again, knowing that, okay, I can't just sleep through this lesson. I can't just watch this video or kahoot it. You know, I actually have to pay attention. Um, that, That was a big problem for me that I faced. But, I mean, it took me probably first half of the semester and I kind of got over those problems and made it easier to transition back into it yeah how, how did you uh like stay committed like to school like how were you so like focused um I mean my parents definitely helped me but I mean it was just knowing that uh at that point I was talking I hadn't been offered by any schools yet but I was mm-hmm. talking to some schools and they had noticed a trend between all their players and all their recruits that grades were falling, so they were just heavily mandating, like, please keep your grades up. This is one yeah. thing. It's so important that we need you to do. If you want to come here, you have to keep your grades up. So that helped a lot. Because uh, obviously, you know, motivation and time management, even after COVID, I know for, for me and a lot of my friends, is, uh, is a really hard thing, you know, to come by and to really – um, stay motivated, especially for me. Time management is something I struggle with. I've always struggled with. I know one that struggles with it a lot. Yeah, with his, uh, <laughs> his twelve hours of, of a day on YouTube. Not even, <laughs> his, dude. I just his, his, his nineteen <laughs> hours on his phone on Tuesday. <laughs> so obviously, it's it's a very hard thing to uh, to like overcome. But do you have any time management tips? Um, make a schedule. I mean, what I do. I like to, as soon as I get homework assignments, I'll put them as reminders in my phone so I can make sure I don't forget anything. But, I mean, just make a schedule. Know and plan. If you have, if you know you're going to have a long practice one day, if you know you're going to have some type of social event, make sure you can space out on the other days. Or in some events, you're just not going to be able to make. You're going to have to cancel. Um, But whatever you can do to just get the job done, um, just make a schedule, plan, opportunity costs, big thing. I mean, just knowing that you may not, you're not going to be able to make everything. You're going to have to pick and which ones are important to you. So, I mean, that's one thing that I had to get. Yeah, this question is going to be a little off topic, but like, who was your favorite, like, (laughs) who was your favorite teacher, like, in the whole school, like in all of Riverridge? I would probably say she's gone now, but um, I had her my sophomore year, uh, Miss Hamilton. She was my lit teacher, and uh, she was one of the greatest teachers I've ever had. I mean, just really helped me, was very understanding with uh, any work I had, and but just overall just, you know, cared about her students and just made sure that each and every one of them, no matter what was happening, no matter what was going on, they were going to make it. I mean, they were going to ace her class. She was very helpful with me. Um, and at times, you know, when things would get rough, because I did have her uh, for two months during the uh, COVID year, she would make sure she would, like, just get on Zooms with her students, and it just wouldn't even be a work day. It would just be, you know, talk about your feelings day. Just make sure you're okay day. Mm-hmm. And I think I haven't seen a lot of teachers go that extra mile, so that kind of pushed her over into the uh, – best category for me so I mean just how caring she was for her students I'd say no I feel like uh, one of the hardest things for student athletes both to um, like having to talk about is like mental health like having a good mental health is 
uh, one of the hardest things. And it's like something that like no one really talks about. Right. So, um, I don't really know where I'm going with this. But have, you, have you struggled at all with your mental health during COVID? <laughs> I was going to ask that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I really wouldn't say during COVID. During COVID, it was more of like a boredom thing. It wasn't more of a mental health thing. But I will say um, the during the recruitment process, especially those uh, final weeks coming before uh, my decision, it was stressful. I mean, you had a lot of coaches coming your way, a lot of different teams asking where you're at, where do you where do you stand on us? And uh, not everybody was accepting when I told them I wasn't going there. And uh, they had some issues. But uh, I would say that was the most mentally stressed I was. And I actually had to, a couple of days just say, okay, I'm taking mental health down. I'm putting my phone down, you know. I'm not talking to coaches today. And I think it took a toll on me mentally because it was the first time that I had ever actually not struggled but kind of dealt with mental issues, I would say. Mm -hmm. So I think the fact that I had to acknowledge it, first of all, that was a culture shock to me. But, I mean, I'm glad that I did acknowledge it because, I mean, putting that away can build up and come back on you tenfold, but I mean I, I would definitely say that was the most point where I was stressed. Yeah, because obviously mental health is a very, not even just with amongst student athletes, but uh, people in general these days, you know uh, depression rates have been rising skyrocketing in the past 10 years so it's 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 a thing that people, um, especially like us guys, you know, we don't really like to talk about it a lot right, right. so I appreciate you opening up about it but it's something that obviously like a lot of people struggle with and a lot of people, uh, you know, struggle to talk about. So thank you, obviously, for uh, that experience a <laughs> little bit. Uh, also, one I noticed you have <laughs> a oh, list bro, of are, goals. Those are goals, dude. I need to achieve a them. list of goals, and that that kind of reminded me of a question I have for you. Did you ever uh, write your goals down like this? <laughs> uh, not specific. I mean, actually, yes. Uh, that that's a lot. I, I did. Um, I uh, did it my freshman year. I had one, I created a list for goals in high school, and then uh, I created a list for goals just beyond that and uh, career-wise. So I've, I've definitely had a few. Um, now, now, dates and everything, I, I haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've definitely had a few goals in the high school, and I pretty much crossed everything off the list. Um, looking to get into the uh, future one, but I've, I, I've definitely thought about it and had to say, okay, where do I want to take my life? Where do I want to go with all these things? How far do I want to take some things? So I, I would definitely say it's helped me to stay focused, too, because, I mean, when you see your goals like that sitting on your phone, yeah. it motivates you. So, No, I, I'm actually really proud of you for writing them down because uh, writing down your goals is actually, like, a very, very positive thing. I noticed for myself as well. I don't know about putting you it on You write your goals? Yeah, I don't know about putting it on my lock oh. screen. But <laughs> I mean, I, I have to remind myself every day. I wake up, I got to remind myself, this is due this date. I have to do this at yeah, this let's, time. Let's, let's, so, let's no, you don't got to read Be monetized after. Oh, so we're going to be monetized yeah. by the 16th, July, summer, summer, July 13th. That's yeah. his, his goal. I mean, it was, a, it was a random one, so. Okay. July 13th. And then it was like. Wait, you're saying we're, you're saying we're going to be on episode 60 by dude, we're July gonna do, 13th. Yeah. We're going to do so many episodes, bro. Like this is currently gonna, episode eight. Just, just yeah, want to like bring summer, you back to the reality. Yeah, we're going to do like three episodes a week. 
Stuff like that. It's, like, That's it's not going to be like now where it's like an episode a week. Hmm. Did you do the math? No. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> you're <laughs> completely <laughs> off. <laughs> it's okay. Mona. By episode 60, yes, we should be monetized. Hopefully. As long as you guys keep watching and uh, sharing with your friends. Um, no, but back to the goals thing. Uh, it's obviously a very important thing to write down your goals. And, you know, thank you, Mona, for no problem. Uh, sharing your goals with me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Um, just to, just to, you know, put the topic into a different, uh, further to further the topic of, uh, goals. Um, do you have any like long-term goals, like 10 year, 20 year goals? Um, I would say that, uh, definitely just being a pilot and being the type of pilot that I want to be. I want to be a commercial pilot for uh Delta and that's kind of motivated me to, um, just keep my head straight and uh, definitely stay in because I know going into military school is going to be tough. It's not easy. But, I mean, I know if I have this end goal, this school can put me there. Mm -hmm. And I know that I've kind of set myself up to be successful and achieve that goal. But I actually have to just do it now. Like, I, I've set everything up. I have to just follow it through now. So, I mean, that's kind of pushed me over. Um, and then definitely just kind of a goal of mine. I've always wanted to own my own house with my own family. And that's pushed me. I know if I do have my own family, I want to make sure that we can be successful. So, you know, I just that kind of strives me to work harder. And um, definitely it's going to help me keep my focus in college to make sure that I can be the successful person and be the pilot I want to be. So um, that's helped me with my goals. Do you have any long-term goals? Do I have any long-term goals? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really uh, sat down and had a – do you have any one? <laughs> yeah, I want to be financially free, dude. Oh Actually, that was the topic for <laughs> last night, right? That was the topic for uh, I should have talk last night, yes. It's okay. But, yeah, I want to be financially free by, like, 28, something like that. 28. Wow. Yeah, finish school. Finish college. Twenty eight. That's actually, actually really doable. Yeah. You're saying like no debt by twenty eight? No, like millionaire, no debt, something like that. Okay. Millionaire, well, no debt. Wow. Millionaire, no goal. debt. That is a huge debt. Or actually, I'm gonna be in debt because I'm gonna have like a, a lot of properties I'm gonna own when I'm older. Does, how does that doesn't make you in debt? One month. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have loans on them and stuff. Yeah, but aren't you like in debt when you buy assets? I mean, you all have to be. Yeah. So let's say, let's say you I have mean, let's two million. Hold on. Let's say you have two million dollars. Okay. You buy an asset for one million. Well, you're, you're not, not gonna in be debt. in debt. No. But you're gonna. Uh, personally, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a loan from the bank to buy an asset. Yeah, it's how a lot of people buy their houses, you know. Well, yeah. I'm, that's not what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get the money first. I'm gonna keep the money stored, and then I'm gonna get a loan. Why? So yeah. I can. Just, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Cute. Listen, I'm gonna build up on the bank like loans and stuff. And then I'm gonna take it down to my kids. No, I'm just like, <laughs> no, okay. It, it, Whatever works. You know, uh, I'm still thinking, I'm still growing. So hopefully by next year or something, I'll have everything sorted out. So actually, because, uh, so if you guys don't know, Munda's the one who knows uh, Brian. I, I met him uh, a minute and a half before we started recording. <laughs> so how did you guys, because you're a senior and you're a, a little freshman. little freshman. Yeah. Still. How did you guys uh, meet? Um, he was actually in my, uh, well, he was taking gym. Yeah, and, I had uh, PE and he had, uh. Yeah, I have weight training. Weight training. And, uh, we kind of had the same period. And so we kind of met through there. Uh, they took us into the gym one day and we just started talking, uh, and then started talking to the locker room. Yeah. 
That's how it all started. Nice. <laughs> just the locker room. Well, whatever works, whatever works. Yeah. Uh, th- anyways, uh, I think that'll wrap this episode up. It's been about 30 minutes-ish, so. Uh, we you don't guys always complain about them being long, so. We gotta cut this one short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you for being for uh, yeah, thank you coming so much on, Brian. Oh, no it. problem, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. It was cool. Thank you. All right. Well, good luck in uh, at Air Force and at boot camp over the summer and all that. So. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's definitely gonna be an experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll wrap it up. See you guys later. Perfect. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much.